Welcome to the Rising from Burnout podcast, where we help high-achieving women get out and stay out of burnout so they can live a life of energy, ease, and freedom. I'm your host, Lori Aikman. All right, Dr. Steph, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, you, I've had the pleasure of connecting. You just recently spoke in my community and I love that we're getting to have this conversation today. Um, your, that session was so, so, so good that you did in the community. So I'm excited to have you on the podcast and just share your wealth of knowledge that you have. Um, but first, can you just like, tell us a little bit about who you are? You know, you and I are local to one another. Um, we're both here in, in Brevard County, but Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I am a former NASA psychologist and now I work with powerful women. Oh, go I was just going to say like, let's just stop right there. You worked at NASA as a, like, I'm like, that just sounds pretty badass right there. Like, thank I'm, you, uh, you know, I'm super impressive. Thank you so much. I worked there for eight years and I absolutely loved it. It is definitely the best place to work in the federal government. Um, yeah, so now I work with powerful women and particularly those who had troubled relationships with their mother, which mm. tends to leave my clients and um, feeling sometimes like, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Am I broken? And what they're seeing on the outside is they are either lashing out or feeling anxious all the time, mm -hmm. um, or like snapping and then walking away from situations. Like, I don't even understand why I'm that upset or triggered. And, um, I struggled with many of the same issues and have overcome and made so much progress. So I love working with women, um, to help them get there too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank well, you. Just quick question. Something you said there prompted. So would women, I'm just thinking of people who are listening to this, who are going to, you know, hear this and go, oh my gosh, this is me. Um, would they necessarily know or even recognize that, you know, you said maybe had a troubled relationship. Obviously there's people that are like, oh yeah, my relationship with my mom is not great. But do you think is there, are there women who don't necessarily know that their relationship with their mom maybe wasn't the healthiest? Yes. And they learned that working with you, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, I would say, even though these are the women that I'm specifically targeting the skills that we work on, what I hear over and over and over again from my clients is like, everyone needs to take this. But you know, when I show up and, and, you know, on Instagram and podcasts and I'm like, this is for everyone that doesn't resonate. So yeah. Oh yes. Yes. Totally. From a business perspective, you've got a niche, you've got to yes. speak to your person. Yes. I think that too, with what I do, I'm like, everybody needs metabolic health and gut health, you know, everybody needs functional, right. you know, functional health, functional medicine, but yes, I speak to the type of woman. Yeah. That I end up working. Absolutely. With. When I've heard you talk about everything that you do, I was like, Ooh, I kind of want to do this uh, just yeah. to know from, you know, to find out like from a data perspective, like mm -hmm. you know, what do things look like under the hood? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so funny because I feel like we're getting off on tangent, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I have a friend, uh, that's a chiropractor 
And, um, and she, she's like functionally minded, I would say maybe not quite down the rabbit hole as far, but I remember chatting with her about some of her labs and, um, I'm brought up like gut health stuff. And she's like, well, I don't have gut symptoms. And I'm like, yeah, that's the thing though, is like, you may, and I feel like sometimes too, we have our bigger symptoms, like overshadow, you know, Mm. and you don't realize like, oh, my digestion's not normal. You know, this is, you know, or, or, or maybe you feel like you don't have symptoms, but really when we look, I think I'm not, I'm a person that doesn't really have much symptoms, but when you look at my GI map as the test I use, like my digestion is not optimal, you know, when I, and that's something I'm working on. So, so that's the same thing when I'm working with clients too. For instance, one of my big things that I'll probably end up talking about a little sneak peek here is, um, that, a lot of people, most people are avoiding feeling their emotions on, mm-hmm. and on, on the surface face value. When people hear that they're like, no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. So if you already said, no, that's not me. Well then pause and just continue listening because I'm about 98% sure that it is. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 I'm excited for you to dive in. Cause I know all the ladies loved, uh, just the, you know, I think it was like, like one of those moments where you're like mind blown. You're like, oh my gosh, yes. I've not been doing this. You know, when you were explaining that in our group, oh my gosh. Yeah. So and good. that was just the surface level. Uh, that's what I was going to say. That was just like the, here's a little, here's a little sneak peek. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So tell me, um, if you, I know you shared a little bit about your story about mm-hmm. how you got, you know, so you were a psychologist, psychologist, right? I'm going to say, yes. Right. So, yeah. And, yep. And at organizational NASA. psychologist and mm-hmm. coach at NASA. Yes. Got it. And then that transition to what you're doing now, and you had a, a bit of a story about just your personal transition during that time. Do you want to share that with us? Yeah. You know, so specifically related to burnout, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I reflect back on my life, I think burning the candle at both ends for the vast majority of it, like vast majority of it. And I had this, as I was, you know, thinking about this podcast interview, I had this memory pop up. I had no concept of relaxation. And I feel like that sounds crazy, but I remember when I was in undergrad, I was dating someone at the time and you know, he would always say like, oh, I've got to rest and recharge. And I remember feeling genuinely confused and to be completely honest, a bit critical, maybe yeah. a little more than a bit oh, critical. Oh, it totally would have been judgy. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like rest and recharge. What are you talking about? Like that's what yeah. lazy people do. Exactly. Oh my god. And gosh. that's a little embarrassing to admit, but that's where I was at. Yeah. And so relate with that. I think so many women can. Yes. Yes. And so as I think back, a lot of that related to my upbringing and my perfectionist tendencies and, um, dealing with high functioning anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't really know until I started doing the inner work. So are any questions coming up for you or just yeah, just go. Yeah, go just for go. it. And then I'll like, I'll pause you. Yeah, here and there if I have something. Okay. So I would just over, I had this pattern. 
I remember specifically, I'm trying to remember what year it was. I think it was 2015 where I had this major insight and it was after I started doing a lot of inner work and Mm -hmm. healing these wounds. And I, we can talk about that more if you want to, um, where I identified a pattern that I Mm -hmm. had been experiencing over and over and over again. So I would work night and day. And depending on what period of time in my life, it was either school and work or Mm -hmm. work and work, but it was constant and for months. And then I would have a big emotional breakdown Mm -hmm. and the emotional breakdown would leave me where I was basically useless. Like there was no getting anything done at all. So on this day, in like 2015, I had this emotional breakdown. It was, I was like doing something that was new mm-hmm. that I hadn't done before. So it was like stretching me beyond my limits. I had been working a lot mm-hmm. and I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I have been choosing this pattern mm-hmm. for a hidden reward oh, because wow. If I worked and worked and worked and worked, nobody could tell me, I have goosebumps right now. Nobody could tell me that I wasn't a hard worker. Nobody could tell me that I um, wasn't responsible. Nobody could tell Mm -hmm. me that I wasn't doing everything that I could to be successful and to help um, the business. I was working at NASA and a consulting company at the time. So I looked great. And so as when I had this thing, I was like, oh my God, I, the way that I allow myself to rest is by creating an emotional breakdown in my life. Mm. Wow. So like, I cannot tell you how much that realization shifted my perspective. Now, here's the thing because I was able to meet that realization with compassion Mm -hmm. that led to me not creating that pattern anymore. What happens is when people judge themselves, their subconscious many times will not allow them to be aware of it. So you'll hear people say like, like they feel stuck and they didn't choose it. And this is just happening to them because they're not allowing themselves to be aware of all of the choices they're making every single day. And that used to be me. I felt stuck. I felt like now I have to do this because I signed up for it, even though I don't want to. So hopefully that's making sense. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, I think that 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 was just, again, this is like the conversation you had in our community. It's like truth bomb. Like, (laughs) holy shit, you just blew up my, you know, my reality here. So let's, cause I know that other women, cause I, um, you and I've chatted about my, uh, mentor coach. So she tells a similar story. Um, well, or she has a, her story, but then I know I've heard her here, uh, share a story of, she was doing a retreat with some women mm-hmm. and they were talking about one woman said she had like kind of fantasized about, getting sick or like getting in a car accident because Mm -hmm. then she would be able to rest. Yes. Like it was the same kind of thing. Like I'm going to go, go, go until I just 
and I, and I can, I know there's so many women that can relate to that of just like burning the candle at both ends until you literally are so sick. You can't get out of bed, you know? And then, and then it's like, we stay on this, look how hard I, you know, we don't let ourselves get out of that pattern and we play, you know, the mark. I love what you said about like just meeting yourself with compassion. So could you break that down one more time of, okay, so you would work yourself, you know, until you got to that emotional breakdown, you called it. What, what did, what did your body or what did that emotional breakdown look like? Like, I think sobbing, sobbing, just like couldn't stop the tears. And then if I, if Mm -hmm. I like dried up the tears and tried to like calm myself down and like sit down and do something like I couldn't think, I, I don't really know. Um, a yeah. better way to explain it, but I just couldn't focus. I was just like mm-hmm. useless. Yeah. So then I got to rest the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking, cause I know there's going to be women that are in that same place. And I just think of you. And I want to say, we talked about this before, you know, how many of us we get and we, we don't have compassion because we're like, We've been told it's okay. It's okay. You're fine. Keep going. So we don't process those emotions. Right. And then, so then even if we do have the, like, I, I can think of times where I've like shamed myself that I like needed rest and I couldn't handle it and I couldn't keep soldiering on and, and just how I was praised for that in my life too, of not resting and being such an achiever and a go-getter and a where, you know, working myself to death. Yes, yes, yes. That resonates with me so much. And so this, you know, part of it comes down to all of these limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. of, and, and stories, honestly, that we've bought into that were either, um, taught to us from our parents, society, Mm -hmm. other authority figures that for instance, like working yourself into the ground is a good thing. And that you can't be all of these things that you want to be unless you do that, Mm -hmm. which is just not true. And so one of the major things that I work with people on is self-acceptance when you can bring yourself back to like, I'm not a robot Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it like, it is okay and normal to be human. Yeah. Life can feel so much easier. And you, you mentioned, I would beat myself up and shame myself. And I think I talked a bit, a little bit about that when I um, was talking to your community, we also think that we have to do that. So many of my clients, like there are people that they don't buy into that for sure. But mm-hmm. so many of my clients think that the way that I improve myself is beating myself up, which is actually not how it works. Yeah. And I fought that for a long time when I started doing the inner work and my mentor brought that to my awareness. I was like, no, that's not true. Like I really pushed back. I want to be completely honest about that. And as it turns out, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh I was wrong. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Uh Do you find, I've thought about this recently and just my own experience has been too, of yeah, that like, keep your head down hustle, you know, work hard, but then at the same time, like 
oh gosh, I'm trying to think how to put it in words. I found like there's this don't need help. You know, it's weak to need help. You need to be able to soldier on and push through and, but yet don't like shine your light too much. Don't Mm -hmm. be like, I feel like for me, I had these two voices, you know, these two different ideas or limiting beliefs that were like, don't be a burden to anyone else. So like take care of yourself, work hard, do all the things, don't ask for help, but then like burn yourself to the ground of, of never asking for help and doing all the things and achieving to be like, you have to be worth, you know, hustle for your worth and like keep achieving for your value and the, and the Atta girls, but yeah, the not too much. There's a name for this. And yeah. Oh, what is it? I'm curious. Patriarchal bind. Okay. Got it. Yes. So I did not even know that was a thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so I'm going to just briefly say what it is and tell I think this is what you're referring to, but it's essentially like, and you can use it in different circumstances, but in this, like, like do well and achieve, but not too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you're in this bind essentially, like you've got to stay between these like walls, but they're invisible. Yeah. Yes. And like, don't, don't, uh, it's almost like just do nothing. Like I feel like I, you know, for a, a coach said to me years ago, I played, um, volleyball in college And one of my coaches said to me, he said, you have paralysis by analysis. Mm -hmm. Like I would be like thinking, 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 and I wouldn't be able to act. And I feel like that also I had found myself in that place of like, "Mm -hmm, don't, don't outshine. Don't be too much. Who do you think you are to like be big and achieve, you know, whatever to like shine your light. But at the same time, keep your head down, hustle, you know, just, but you know, all of this comes back to people's insecurities. Mm -hmm. So for instance, don't ask for help Mm -hmm. because helping feels vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So we'll avoid it. Yes. And then don't shine too bright because you might make somebody else feel insecure and like, they're not shining bright enough. (laughs) So really what so much of this comes down to is expand your tolerance to feel all of your emotions and all of your insecurities. And that is my goal for the entire world, Mm -hmm. because until more people master that we will keep on replicating these patterns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that I, it's funny. I actually posted a, uh, reel last night of like, I just think of all this shit, excuse me, that I don't want to pass to my daughter. You know, she, that like, that's a big driving force for me to keep doing the, the inner work in myself. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. Gosh, I remember when I found out I was pregnant with, you know, it had my, and that sounds terrible, but I just feel like my son is probably going to take more after my husband for some reason. That's like the idea in my head. So then when I found out I was pregnant with, I mean, I was pregnant when I found out that my daughter was a girl, you know, there was this, like all of a sudden, all this, like, oh my God. I do not, I don't want her to be like me. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to pass all my all my hangups onto her. And 
but how, how much are we even too, and just, we're continuing all these things and we're modeling it for everyone around us yes. of like all this unhealthy way of living and behavior and stuff, not just our kids, but for sure our kids. This is the reason behind the work that I do every single mm. one of my programs. It's one, so you can heal. Mm. So two purposes, one, so you can heal from all the stuff you picked up along the way. And then two, so you can break the generational cycle and not pass it down to your children Yeah, because I have two girls and I don't want them to ever feel how I felt mm-hmm. when I was growing up into my mid twenties. Like I just, I do not want them to feel that way. And not that they won't have any small T trauma because, Hey, this is planet earth and that's mm-hmm. kind of how it works. But I know that it could be a lot better for them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. This conversation is so good already. And we're like 15 minutes in. Um, so, okay. So I want to pick out things just for women that are listening and hearing this and you're like blowing their minds. Right. (laughs) Um, so we talked about that. Yeah. Getting to working yourself to death, getting to that emotional breakdown state. Mm -hmm. And then you, you said something about, um, you were choosing, Oh, I'm trying to pick out what it was. Like you were choosing that narrative basically. Yeah. That that pattern. That pattern. Okay. So at my in-person retreats that I do with my clients, I have an exercise that literally demonstrates to them because it's one thing to hear me say, like, you're making choices every second or, Mm -hmm. you know, multiple choices every minute. It's a whole nother thing to witness yourself Mm -hmm. doing it. So this particular exercise is literally 23 seconds long Mm -hmm. and there are more than 23 choices made in those seconds. And that blows people's mind and simultaneously leaves them feeling empowered. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm doing that every single day, imagine how many opportunities I have to change the way that my life is going. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is... So, oh my gosh, it's so huge because I know for me, even in my process and just seeing being, and I've been in other groups, you know, personal development groups or business groups and just seeing other people process through their stuff too. And that realizing that we are choosing and then we have a choice, you know, I I think so many people can kind of get stuck in the, this is how, you know, like you were saying, this is happening to me. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, rather than. I uh, choose, I actually interviewed another woman who was talking about that. She's like, I made the choice and that was her big turnaround moment for her. So, so, okay. So then bringing that awareness to that choice, choosing those patterns is then kind of a, a, is, is that what you would say, is that a big turning point for women when you're working with them is just that realization right there that like, yeah, but, but here's the thing it's, um, I refer to a concept called openness, which sounds straightforward. Most people know, think that they know what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. but actually don't until they get inside. Mm -hmm. This is a big part because if you think about your awareness of yourself and you think about your experience, imagine if you are listening to this, like a circle and there is a line dividing the circle and you have one sliver 
versus a big chunk. So the lines like toward the bottom. Okay. The sliver on the bottom is what we are aware of. Mm-hmm. Everything else is what we are unaware of. Some of that is by design. We don't necessarily want to be consciously thinking about, okay, heart, you need to beat lungs. You need to mm-hmm. do this kidneys. You got to do that. Like, obviously we want some yeah. of that in our unawareness, but the thing is that one of the most important pieces to the puzzle is to increase mm-hmm. that bottom portion so that it's not a sliver anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you are judging yourself, if you feel guilty about, or you are thinking negatively, negative things about yourself, you will not allow yourself to see the choices that you are making. Wow. Goodness. And so, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, that's that's not funny, but no. And this is a conversation I would have with both my parents, but, um, my parent, you know, I've been very judgmental in my life too. And it's, it's a pattern that I learned, you know? Um, and, and, and that I remember realizing too, that when I was very judgmental of other people, that meant I was also very judgmental of myself. Yes. Like what? Yes. (laughs) Oh, wait. We judge in others, but we judge in ourselves. What bugs me about you is actually about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yes. man. Oh, this is, the, I love talking with you. This is stuff is so good. It's so good. Thanks. So, you. okay. So then that expanding awareness, but then, so if, so how would you, I guess what we just said then recognizing when you're judging yourself and shaming yourself, um, you know, and maybe if you're not aware that you're doing that, looking at how, is that, how do you, how do you, how do you show women when they are mm-hmm. like, if they don't recognize that they're sitting in judgment and shame of themselves, how yeah. do you help I, I them walk, be aware of that? Yeah. I walk them through a process and each piece of this is necessary. Mm -hmm. So where we are basically raising self-awareness of our insecurities, Mm -hmm. self-empowerment. And so that goes along with choice and then self-acceptance. And there's many components to each of those things, including changing your relationship with your emotions Mm -hmm. and tuning into your experience on multiple different levels, including the meaning that you put on every situation. Mm. So, um, so take this literally, we are never responding to the world. We are always responding to our interpretation of it, which means Mm. your mind puts meaning on everything. And first reaction to that many people are like, yeah, but like, I'm right. (laughs) And unfortunately your mind gets it wrong. A lot of the time it's trying to save you time, energy, and effort. But the thing is, is that the meaning that we choose to put on situations, particularly like if we're viewing them as negative situations Mm -hmm. is tied to our insecurities. Mm -hmm. Wow. Which are you, they're not real. I mean, they're real to us. My insecurities are real to me, Mm -hmm. but they're not fact. They're not reality. They're just insecurities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) 
I get it. I'm just like, it just blows my mind because I'm like, there's so many just truth bombs just being like thrown in. I love it. <laughs> so I'm, and yeah, not, not that this is, it's just, no, I feel I know like I come mean. to that plate. Like I like think of today, my husband, my son is, I'm like laughing. I'm like, my son is sick again. Yay. Preschool sickness. <laughs> it's not funny, but what yes. can you do? Right. 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 Um, <clears throat> so Okay. So let's like take a, take a, um, so if you're blowing somebody's mind right now and tell me what one, how people can work with you and what does this process look like? Cause I feel like so many women are going to be listening to this and be like, holy shit, like I, yeah. I, this is me. I need this. So yes. how do, how do we get in touch with you? How do we work with you? And what does that process look like? Yeah. Best way to get in, in touch with me is through Instagram. That's where I hang out most frequently. Um, my handle is Dr. Stephanie Lopez. So Dr. Stephanie Lopez. And, um, I'm also starting a podcast. Yeah, you yeah, are. That's amazing. I'm so excited. Oh, we had chatted about that a little bit. And now that yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, oh um, yeah. So you can tune in there. The name and it will be launching like the third week of May mm -hmm. is, um, the broken to brave podcast with Dr. Steph. Oh my gosh. I love that broken and, to brave. Yes. That's how I felt. I felt broken. And many of my clients resonate with that too. Mm -hmm. So, um, to answer your other question, essentially these three pillars that I alluded to like increasing our self-awareness of our insecurities, increasing our empowerment and increasing our self-acceptance. All of those are the underpinning to the work that I do. So whether you choose to do my virtual program or you choose to come in person for a retreat, or you choose to mm -hmm. do one-on-one -on -one coaching, the foundation is going to be the same. It's just like what level, like how high touch essentially is the experience going to be? Is it going to be mm -hmm. more like do it yourself or more, you know, hands-on. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. So, okay. So you do one-on-one -on -one coaching, I'm assuming virtual. Yes. Right. And then, so your program then, is that more of a, somebody's doing modules and like, maybe there's homework or videos or. Yeah, it's a hybrid. The, the virtual program is over the span of three months currently, and it's a mixture of watching pre-recorded videos and then coming to, um, what the F with Dr. Steph, which one of my clients named it. Love it's, it. a, <laughs> it's a group coaching session. That's really high touch. Cause Mm. there's not, it's not like it's a room of our virtual room of like 50 women. It's like more like four women. So you yeah. can get a lot of, um, guidance mm -hmm. and, um, coaching that way. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And then you have in-person retreats. I'm like, that would, I, I feel like you would have such a transformation in a short amount yes. of time at a retreat too. So yes. tell me about your retreats. Oh my gosh. So one of the women who came to my most recent retreat, which is four days long mm -hmm. afterwards, she sent me a message and she's like, I'm getting teary eyed. She's like, mm -hmm. I have to tell you what I just told my friend. And she screenshotted the, um, text. Mm -hmm. She said, I got more in four days than 10 years of therapy and therapy. Oh my gosh. Uh, that just gave me goosebumps. I yeah. have goosebumps too. And it, 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 it's powerful for a lot of reasons. One, it's like a really submersive 
opportunity, but these pillars, these are the three that brought me from feeling broken, from being in burnout, from mm. perfectionism, from um, high functioning anxiety to feeling how I do now, which mm. is alive and brave and empowered and powerful, honestly. Yeah. And so mm. when women experience that, they, they can't, I mean, they could, if they really wanted to, but they can't walk away and be the same human. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's what they tell me. Like I'm walking away a different person. I mm. wish that I had done this sooner. Mm. Wow. Wow. I'm just thinking of what do you hear from your clients of, and just women that you work with? Like, is it, I mean, I'm sure it affects every area of their life, but like family yes. work or, you know, just what are the, the changes? Yeah. Oh my gosh. See? So like, everything from family to work, to sex life, mm -hmm. to, um, the most recent message I got from a client who attended, she attended two of my in-person events. She, it has overcome addiction. Never did I imagine that I would get that message. Wow. Um, yes. So truly like if you allow it to, it will change your entire life because mm -hmm. our emotions drive everything and none like yeah. this is actually really important i think for me to say so every human is taught not taught i'm sorry every human is born with the ability to up regulate which means like essentially everyone's familiar with fight or flight right mm -hmm. like you don't have to think about that or to try to make yourself react to a situation mm -hmm. you're born innately with that ability but here's what the quote unquote problem is. And here's why this work is so important. We are not born with the ability to downregulate. Mm. That's not something that we've evolved that's innate in all of us. So we have to be taught. And because most people don't do inner work, they're not teaching their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now we're, we're adults and we haven't learned it or haven't learned effective ways to downregulate. And then we feel, I felt like something is wrong with me. Why is all of this coming up? Why can I, like, I was ambitious and putting myself in hard situations, but I felt like I'm not handling this well. Mm -hmm. And it is only because you never learned. So give yourself the gift of learning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yes. I'm just thinking of how much people are probably numbing, you know, yes. as a way of downregulating. Yes. Very, mm -hmm. very, very common. Um, work, workaholism, food, mm -hmm. um, alcohol, drugs, mm -hmm um, medic, uh, like, uh, prescriptions yeah. shopping, you know, like I've even gotten multiple testimonials. Like I'm saving money. I invested in your program and now I have more money because I was numb with shopping. Yeah. Oh, I can relate to that. I definitely, there was a pattern of my life where I've had different ones. Like I've, there's times where I had a friend who was like super into shopping. And so I shopped a lot when I was friends with her because she shopped and it was yeah. like a social thing to do. Yeah. And then I went through a pattern where I like watched a lot of TV, you know, yeah. and then like I over-exercised, you know, yes, <laughs> like I can identify sense. different methods of numbing in, in different seasons of my life. Yes. So, wow. So when is your next in-person retreat? 
or how so often I, do you host them? Maybe yep. if, so if somebody is watching this and are listening in yeah. like a year from now. So I have a two day mm-hmm. and a four day. My next two day is um, next month. It's the 18th and 19th of May. Mm-hmm. And my next planned four day is next February. Okay. I don't have the exact dates off the top of my head, but the 20 something, it's like a Thursday through a Sunday and of 2024. I, 2024. I'm considering adding another four day this year, but I'm not certain on that. Mm -hmm. And these, these are in-person retreats. They're locally here, right? Yep. They are Mm -hmm. either on the space coast and sometimes in Orlando as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Which yeah. For people, if they're flying in from somewhere, I mean, Orlando is such a big airport. You can fly in. Yep. Thankfully, not like flying into the Melbourne airport, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you're on the right connection, the Melbourne airport could work for you. It can work. Yep. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This was just such an amazing conversation. Um, I, I thought I'd ask too, and maybe this doesn't relate. I know you mentioned um, when you spoke again to my community, the, I think the thing that was so such like an eye-opener um was that the the cycle uh feeling cycle and like of so and that is I think you kind of touched on if we're shaming and guilting and judging ourselves then we don't feel our emotions right am I saying that correctly or that we don't oh it seems like I I skipped a little oh yeah it's okay um it's a, it's a little bit separate, but I can okay. quickly dive into what you're referring to. So if you think of each, each emotion, having a cycle and picture like a rainbow or an inverted U, the goal is actually to make it through the entire cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are taught from a very young age to cut it off. And mm-hmm. usually our parents have the best of intentions. They're, they're mm-hmm. attempting to teach us to regulate and to behave in quote unquote, socially acceptable ways versus like tantruming on the regular, mm-hmm. um, but then what happens as adults and we start cutting off our emotions even earlier. And then a very common uh, thing that happens for people when they cut off their emotions is they feel anxious all the time Mm. was me. Yeah. I felt anxious all the time. And I had no idea that I felt anxious because I was cutting off the cycle of each of my emotions. So when I started allowing myself to like feel and sit through it, my anxiety just went way down. Mm -hmm. Other things that happen when we're cutting off our emotions, this one might sound counterintuitive, but we end up ruminating because if you really pause and think about it, ruminating is staying at the surface level. Mm -hmm. You're rehashing the obvious. You're not Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to like feel the yucky stuff underneath the insecurities, the inadequacies. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people are like, why would I want to feel those things? Why would I yeah. Why would I want to feel all that negative stuff so that you don't feel anxious so that you're not overthinking all the time. And this one is big so that you're not experiencing chronic pain mm. in your yes. body because yes. that energy from those emotions, it goes somewhere mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we don't all experience chronic pain, but that is the case for many people. Yeah. 
Uh, I remember you said that I, I, um, my best friend from college had an experience. She went on this transformational hike experience and um, you'd think, I mean, they were literally, and she's done a lot of outdoor hiking and stuff like that. And she's had this lower back pain and you would think after, I can't remember, it was like a week long hiking, camping, like you'd think her back would be hurting afterwards and her back pain was gone. And for her, it was like, Cause it, w- it wasn't just a hiking event, you know, it was like a personal development oh. thing. And so she feels like finally being able to let go of some things that she was able to process through that her pain. Was yes, gone. yes, yes, yes. And it's not a permanent fix. So if you mm. start suppressing your emotions again, it will come back. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. not like one and done check. Oh, I did it. Yeah. To go. One of the women that came to my February, 2023 retreat, she was experiencing wrist pain for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And to the point where like, she stopped exercising much because it just hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, she released a lot in those four days and she felt a lot and she she came to me the last day and she said my we we did yoga that morning she's like I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to do it I experienced zero pain during yoga oh my gosh yes so this is so amazing I just I love you I love talking to you I just I'm thinking it's got to be so fulfilling just the work that you do and just helping women have this, these breakthroughs and this transformation that yes, we all need. Yeah. We all need. Yes. It is so fulfilling. I I can't think of a better job, but obviously I'm biased. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just yes. Amazing. 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 And think about all then the ripple Ripple. effect of the women that you impact and then how the, the people that they impact through their lives. It's yes. just amazing. Thank so. you. Ah, okay. All right. So we'll wrap up just for time. So again, you are on Instagram. We'll link these, but, um, so they can check out, I'm assuming you have a link in bio on your Instagram yep. at Dr. Stephanie Lopez. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so if somebody hears this may, you've got your in-person two day retreat. And then the following February, we've got a four day retreat and those are in, we'll just say central Florida in case yes. somebody's listening, uh, that's not familiar with where we are. So yes. Awesome. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this conversation. Um, and I just want to encourage anybody who this stuff resonated with, like go find Dr. Stephanie, see what she's about, listen to her podcast. I mean, man, it's just, I can't imagine just the thing. Are you going to be doing solo episodes, like teaching through it? Or are you going to be doing Yeah. Um, Uh I'm going to solo episodes and then bringing on women who Mm -hmm. have, felt broken in the past and mm. then have done the inner work or, or are on the journey of doing inner work. And, yeah. um, just to share their inspiring stories of like how good it can be because yes. I hear over and over from clients. Like I didn't know that it could be this good. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Ah. So good. All right. Well, thank you so much. And again, go follow Dr. Stephanie, see what she's all about, get involved with her. And so you can go from 
broken to brave, right? Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Bye. I'm going to just stop it. If you got value from this episode, I would love for you to rate this podcast, uh, give us a review, and that just helps to make it shareable and discoverable by other women who may be uh, needing to hear this message so that we can get out of burnout, we can live the life that we really desire. I'll see you in the next episode. I am so excited to bring you this interview with Dr. Stephanie Lopez. Uh, Stephanie is a former NASA psychologist turned mindset, emotion, and communication coach for powerful women. She is the founder of The Brave Method and uses eye-opening self-discovery tools to guide high-achieving women to get in the driver's seat of their emotions and reactions so that they can feel happier, calmer, and lighter. I'm so excited about this episode. So hindsight now, we recorded this a while ago. I actually got to attend the in-person retreat that Dr. Steph talked about. Um, And man, she is just fantastic. And and just the things that have come about in my life from um, doing this work that she's talking about. So uh, you're going to love this episode. Check out her resources. We posted them in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy. Okay, guys, here are the takeaways from this episode. Uh, Dr. Steph talked about how most people are avoiding feeling their feelings. She also shared her story of realizing that she was choosing a pattern of breakdown in her life. Uh, She also talked about how when people judge themselves rather than meeting themselves with compassion, their subconscious will not allow themselves to be aware of it. And they believe that circumstances in life are happening to them rather than them choosing that. Uh, She also talked about how self-acceptance is necessary for growth, about how we, it's our work to expand our tolerance to feel all of our feelings Um, And she also talked about how we are responding to our interpretation of the world, which is often viewed from the lens of our insecurities. I hope you guys got so much out of this episode for Dr. Steph. Uh, Do go check out her. um, All her resources are posted below in the show notes, and we will see you in the next episode.